Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Dan Negroni. He's the author of Chasing Relevance, Six Steps to Understand, Engage, and Maximize Next Generation Leaders in the Workplace. It's great to have you with us, Dan. Thank you for having me. First off, super title, because I love titles that enumerate six steps. You know exactly what you're getting, uh, how long the journey's going to be. But I have to ask immediately, on the cover of the book, you cross out millennial and you replace it with next generation. Yeah. Why? It's a great question. I think it's probably the most meaningful question um, for the entire book, which mm -hmm. is that we all need to become next generation leaders. It's about the connection between the two generations. And it's not only the work that the millennials have to do, it's the work that my old people generation needs to do to connect. That's a great distinction, right? Because everybody has to do a little work. I mean, there's there's an adjustment. This is a hot topic now, millennials, next generation, the people, these young kids, quote unquote, taking over the workplace and how the older generation needs to adjust. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to look at. In the most connected world ever, we appear to be the most disconnected. Look what's going on in the world. Right. And the same is true about the generations. Workplaces are polarized because we have these different methods of being and we both need to get our stuff together uh -huh. to connect and to engage and to create results in the workplace. So everybody is talking about the millennial generation, but what motivated you, Dan, to write a book about it? Yeah, I think two reasons. One is it was a personal problem. In my home life, I have three millennials, uh, two still at home, one off the payroll, but as that one, Zach, was getting off the payroll, watching he and all his friends trying to figure out how to articulate their value to the next generation and get jobs and communicate their, their worth and what they could contribute, I realized they really sucked at it. And then in the workplace, we had about 2,000 millennials that worked for us and we just couldn't connect with them. Hmm. And it was a big challenge, okay. a really big challenge. So to use your, your phrase, they just sucked at yes, it. Yes, they <laughs> can, sucked at it. Can I ask you, you know, other generations, the, the generations before millennials, they didn't suck at it. They somehow made their way. So why all of a sudden are the millennials having a problem with things that every human being up to this point has had to deal with, that transition from college to the workplace? And why, why are we like helping them, giving them a pass? I okay. mean, you got to learn this stuff. You got to grow up. I love that point of view. It's just not necessarily true. Okay. Since the time of Socrates, mm -hmm. Socrates was complaining about Plato, but he didn't have manners. He talked in front of teachers. He gobbled up his food. He didn't pay respect. He didn't know how to communicate and articulate his value. Okay. This is not a new problem. All the generations, the one before, always complain about the one that's coming up, right? It's just kind of what we do. Okay. And so I think the reason it's heightened, I'll ask you, why do you think it's heightened now with millennials versus other generations? How much time do you have? <laughs> well, How much time are you getting? You're looking, I have a you're, long answer. You're, but you're looking at your Fitbit, and that's actually the right answer. Right. Technology has changed yes. the way that we of respond. Yes. Timing and the rapidity. Right. And these millennials, most of them digital natives, grew up not knowing any other way than technology. Right. And the world is different now. Yes. Really different. Right. I mean, I think a lot of I myself have had many conversations at dinners about this. But just to take a step back, uh, for anyone not familiar, Dan, what age range is the current millennial? Yeah. 
Great uh, question. Mostly 20 to about 36 years old. So born between 1980 okay. and about um, 1996 or so. And then Gen Z comes after that. Right. Millennials are Gen Y. Uh -huh. They're 83 million strong uh -huh. in the US alone. Largest generation ever. 2.4 billion of the wow. world's population. Right. So, I mean, to answer your question, it is technology. We live in a digital world and it has changed every aspect Everything. of life, professional, personal, how we communicate. And for me, I think the biggest disconnect is instant gratification. Uh, that's what millennials yeah. expect. They want an answer immediately because everybody's always on. You, you know, there's no more nine to five anymore. Yeah. You're always on your email. There's no, you know, there's no, oh, I'll, I'll tell her, I'll give her a call tomorrow. It's people want an answer now. The interesting thing about that is, is it is a coaching moment. Mm -hmm. And really it's a coaching moment to, to teach them right. about the fact that this is the way the world works. This is the way I like to work with you. Right. And this is what I expect from you in the workplace. And if you can teach millennials things, um, you'll win and you'll get their loyalty because millennials care about learning and growing more than anything in the world. They care about capability. You think? I know. Mm. I don't think. How do you know that? I know that because we've trained about 5,000 of them this year. Okay. And you can really see that here's the challenge. You're right. Immediately they want things solved. Mm -hmm. But that's because they grew up with parents that could not stand for one second if their kid had a problem. Like, right? One right. minute of pain and they were in there to swoop and right. solve the problem. Right. Matter of fact, I can't tell you how many parents actually call the workplace when you stand and do big speaking in front of thousands of people and you ask the audience, how many of you HR directors have gotten called by parents? Seriously? 40% of people will raise their hand. Wow. And because of that, wanting to solve all their problems and curing their problems instead of teaching them what failure is and teaching them about storytelling. And problem solving on and your problem own. problem solving, exactly. And giving them the opportunity to do that, they've come to the workplace with big problems right. and problems we need to deal with. But here's our choice. We can deal with them and teach them mm -hmm. or we can do nothing. Or we can complain. Right. Which we, one do you want? Or we to can do? feed into it because a lot of people say they they're babied. You know, they don't have to stand on their own two feet and right. figure it out. It's spoon fed to so them. The answer to that, millennials, look, this is the way I like to work. This is the way it rolls. And here's I'm going to teach you. If you're serving someone and you're making it about someone who's your boss or your colleague, you want to make it about them. So you need to know what they need so you can serve them. Okay. And if you can learn the ticket to serving other people, your life will be great. And if you can learn it at 25. I promise you that you will be a success in this job no matter what you do. Okay. So you have great, great intel on this subject. A lot of people want to know what makes you an expert on millennials and how to deal with them. What's your background that, that makes you interact with so many millennials? So I think first and foremost, I am the ultimate millennial, the perennial millennial. <laughs> like so perennial I still haven't grown up. So um, I really, really identify with them. But in the workplace, we've had the opportunity, and myself in particular, to manage thousands of them. Um, and then I have them at home. Okay. And every time I go somewhere, I am studying millennials. They're the most studied generation. We did a lot of studying and research for our book as well, uh -huh. which makes us an expert. We've trained, like I said, 5,000 of them this year. And we get to speak with them and be with them and know what they want and how to make them great, how to help them make themselves great by teaching them the skills to become their own mentors. And that's really, really what is behind the book and behind everything that are tools in the book, kind of life lessons from everyone who's written a book. 
Okay. Right? Tony Robbins, Peter Drucker, Ken Blanchard, doesn't matter. Patrick Lincoln, doesn't matter. It's putting all that stuff together and serving it up for the millennial and telling them, hey, you need to listen. Mm -hmm. If you want to be great, I know you want to be great, because they all do. 84% of them are optimistic and think they're going to get to where they want to be. And if you can actually help them, they love it because 76% of that same 84% have no idea how to get there. Mm. And it's my job and our job to teach them that. So for a manager out there who's yeah. watching who deals with millennials, what do you think their biggest mistake is, their biggest challenge with this whole topic is? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge between our communication and the disconnect, and certainly for a manager who's not a millennial, is the ability to, to bust myths to not have any preconceived notions or judgment about what the person is and to actually understand what am I gonna do to move, because who can you control in life? There's one person and one person only. Who is that? Myself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I think what the manager needs to do is stop blaming and start busting myths and start leaning in mm -hmm. and asking great questions and caring and ask themselves one particular question. What type of leader and what type of legacy do you want to create for these people that work for you? And then go for it. Okay. So that said, what do you think are the, the top three skills of millennials and the top three sort of weaknesses? Yeah. Um, Strengths and weaknesses. So your biggest strength is always your biggest weakness, right? And the top three things that millennials want or top four things are the same things that the top um, leaders do to manage people. In a, in a phenomenal or great way. And the things that millennials want um, and need in the workplace are, like I said, the capability aspect. They want to learn and grow, right? And I'm just going to go um, millennial versus great manager. Great managers, really great managers and great leaders are great teachers and they're great um, leaders and they care about people. So they want the same thing there. The second thing that millennials want is authenticity. They've lived in a world where they've been bombarded, you talked about the cell phone, with information all the time. They want it real, they want it bold, and they want it honestly. The second great thing that leaders do to manage is to invoke trust. Mm -hmm. Those, again, the same things, right? Authentic, real, creating trust from the manager. The third thing millennials want in the workplace and they deserve is feedback. The problem is we'll say, ah, oh, they're so whiny, they want feedback all the time. Tell me how good I am, tell me how fantastic. Well. That may be true, but the best thing that leaders can do is communicate, and feedback is part of communication. And so it's really interesting that the same things millennials want are the same thing that leaders really want. The other thing millennials really care about, different than my generation, is purpose. They really want to be known for something, and they want to give something, and they'll tell you all the time, oh, this job's horrible because it's going nowhere. It does nothing for anybody. It doesn't matter how much money I make. Great leaders also are servant leaders and they're givers. And so it's so interesting to me that what millennials want and what great leaders do to manage are so similar, mm -hmm. but we're still so disconnected. It's just shocking to me that we cannot get it together. So without giving away the whole book, give everybody out there just a little taste of some of the techniques you employ that no one else is talking about. I would say our key unique differentiator is we start from the inside out, right? I asked you the question who you can control, you answered myself. If you don't start with knowing who you are and what your strengths are mm -hmm. individually, you can't articulate or provide value to other people in the workplace. And so we start by teaching millennials or old people like me, what are your strengths? What are your skills, your values, your passions? What's your brand and what do you want to be known for? 
and how do you tell a story that connects with other human beings? And so we start from that piece because we believe the number one life work skill is relationship building. First relationship yourself and then relationship with others. So that's the premise or foundation mm -hmm. for connecting. And then there are those six steps. And the six steps are our bridge model. And the acronym is BRIDGE, just to make it easy. B is busting myths. Mm -hmm. So let's get out of, you use the E word, which everyone uses, which calls millennials entitled all the time. Let's get out of that. Okay. They also think we stink. We don't know technology. We want them to do what we say. We're not flexible. They're myths on both sides. They're, they're both ridiculous. So uh -huh. B is bust myths. Mm -hmm. R is be real deal. R is be authentic. Be real and, and share of yourself. That's what makes the world go round, both personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. I is about owning your own stuff. I own it, mm -hmm. which is probably the hardest of the bridge model to get because you got to own your own stuff and make a difference. Mm -hmm. And then D, G, and E are about the community of the workplace. D is making it about others and delivering value. And G is about goals in mind and creating individual, team, and corporate goals. Mm -hmm. And then E is about how do we empower those around us to succeed and really care. And so I think the model we've put together really resonates with this um, cool group of millennials. And by the way, they are the power. They're 40% of the workforce today. Right. And in the next 10 years, do you know what percent they'll be? 75% of the workforce. 10 years. In 10 years. Wow. Not only that, they control 660 billion worth of retail spend growing to 1.5 trillion. Right. They're not only our employees, there are customers too. And as Richard Branson says, if you want to take care of your customers, take care of your employees first. In addition to that, millennials decide what businesses make it or break it this in is the true. world. Look at Uber. Yeah. I mean, we took a taxi here yesterday. Horrible. Taxi? Who yes, a taxi. A, taxi. <laughs> we, a weak moment is what I would say. <laughs> but Uber. They've decided Uber will kill the taxicab industry. Right. Airbnb, now the fifth largest hotelier. Can you say Blockbuster? Not anymore, because you say Netflix. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's just this amazingly cool cohort that if we know what to do with them and together how to integrate it, um, our businesses will succeed. And if we don't know, what happens? What happens? Our businesses die. Right. It's that simple. There's so much to get to, and you're, you're an expert on this, and there's such great information in the book, but I'm curious, what, Dan, looking at the future, what does the workplace look like in you know, 15, 20 years? You mentioned that statistic 10 years yeah. from now, you know, the, the, uh, how many millennials will be in the workforce, but what is the changing face of, of the typical office? So I love the question. The answer is I don't know what it's going to look like from 20 years from now, but I can tell you completely different. In the next 10 years, 75% of the S&P 500 companies will churn. Mm -hmm. And the way we work is different. Uh, flexible work hours, uh, we work, and all right. these kind of collaborative office spaces, startups, um, machines and robots taking some of our business. So very different is the, is the answer to the question. Um, and I think the skills that we talk about and what makes us unique from really understanding who people are and how to connect are the things that will last forever, right. no matter how technology shifts us, if we're smart. Uh -huh. And it's certainly the ones that will get you the clients and um, get you the sale, like I said, get you the girl, get you the mm -hmm. guy. It's about this, yeah. right? 
Well, I'm glad we got together to talk about Likewise. it. Likewise. But um, the book's terrific. And it really, I mean, the situation with the workforce and the millennials, it is, it is evolving. It's changing, you know, moment to moment. So it, it, it's exciting to see where it's all leading. Thank you. We live in an exciting time. Would you agree? Probably more exciting than most of us can handle, which is why we have this big issue. Exactly. Which yeah. is why you have to read exactly. the book. <laughs> why Please you have to read, read the, the book. book. Absolutely. Um, well, congratulations. It's Thank excellent you. and uh, it's much needed. Thank you. All right. And if you'd like to read the book and get more information on these millennials, check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching Bestseller TV. We'll like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.